Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name is Mason Stewart and I'll be your host uh, this evening. Obviously no game this uh, weekend to, to go through and uh, review as uh, we've had the international break, which we all love. Um, but tonight we'll be going through the season so far, uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as a whole. And we'll also be looking into the Sky TV deal, which is, you know, everyone's sort of talking about at the minute and we've seen a couple of statements today. So, but as always, please get your questions into us and... Uh, We'll get through them uh, when we can. But uh, first of all, let's let's go with tonight's uh, guests, starting with Colin. Colin, how are you, mate? I'm very good, Mason. Um, thanks for having me on. A wee last-minute addition for me into the night. It's maybe my night off, but it's just even even during the international break, I can't help myself to come on and talk about the Angels. Yeah, there's, there's always time for that, mate. There's always time for that. Uh, next up from uh, our European correspondent, Davey T. How are you, mate? Yeah, great, thanks. You had good weather today in between all the rain that's going to come, so enjoying it, missing the football. Although I, I must admit, I tuned into Scotland last night and uh, I quite enjoyed that game. So that's sort of a, it was quite a, quite a good game to watch, quite exciting. So I enjoyed that. I still, I won't, I won't let these. People take away my, my national team. A lot of Rangers supporters say I won't take, I won't go with my national team. I won't let, I won't let MD take them out, take them away from me. I, I still support national team. Yeah, no, I was pleased they they got a result last night against uh, an Ireland team, uh, which was which was was good to see. Um, next up, uh, David P. How are you, mate? Smashing, Mason. Yep, thanks for having us on. Yeah, I mean, I, I never watched uh, a minute of that last night. That was. Uh, we were involved in some serial murder malarkey, which is uh, much preferable to watching that shower of pish. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just missing, missing Rangers. I think we all said we was looking forward to a, 
uh, a little a little break. But um, after a few days, you just you just want the, the games to come to come back. So uh, you know, looking forward to to Timecast already uh, next week. Um, before we sort of get onto to Hearts, and we'll, we'll touch on it a little bit, we'll uh, we'll start. I think we'll start by by looking at the season sort of so far. Um, Colin, we'll, we'll start we'll start with you on this one. I reckon we should we should go with uh, our league form uh, first, and then we'll, we'll go into to Europe. But uh, sort of, you know, we've had a little bit of a, a mixed bag in terms of the league. We've had some 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 solid sort of wins at home, but I don't think the performances have have, have really been there in, in most of them. Um, what's your sort of thoughts on early on on, on the on the, the league form so far? Well, if you look at <laughs> I'm a big believer in the league table doesn't tell lies um, at any point in the season. Seven games we've we've lost one and we've drew one. It's it's not good enough. Um, that's we've only won five out of seven. Um, that type of form doesn't win your league. So we are where we are with that. I don't want to. I don't want to say it's hidden oven time yet, but I think we need to. I said last week the international break came at the right time because we had to just draw a line under that spell um, and hopefully we do. But so far, we've no, it's not been good enough. Um, and it's just the results, the performances. You can probably pick out like, less than a handful of where we have been really good in the league, I think. Was it maybe Ross County at home and there was maybe some spells, maybe like the last 30 minutes against Kilmarnock. Other than that, we did get over the line against Livingston. Struggled at Habs. Um, we won the grey against White St. Johnston in the first half of um, first half against Kilmarnock. Sorry, I'm just seeing Chit Sharp's uh, comments compare me to a chef. Um, I'll take that as a compliment, Chick. But um, sorry, I completely lost my train of thought there. But no, all in all, we're, it's not been good. I think we've spoke to death about what we need to improve on. Um, so it's as good as time as any to tear up our game. Yeah, I think I think the break come at the, the right time for, for us. To be honest, um, I don't think we, we we can all agree that we weren't firing all cylinders, and that that was a horrible uh, couple of weeks for us. So um, you know, hopefully, two weeks on the training ground and, and getting players back fit, we can we can respond to that. But but David T, what's your been your thoughts on on the season so far? And you know, there was obviously a big you know. Getting to a Europa League final last season and going into the summer, I think there was a big belief that we was going to come out, you know, all guns blazing. And uh, I think it's fair to say that hasn't really, really happened. Well, let's face it, we've, we've only won the games that we were supposed to win. Um, we're, we're not, uh, we're, we haven't beat any of the sort of teams that 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 uh, the likes of Celtic. But I mean, we should beat Celtic as well. But the the, the games that should be close. We've lost, and uh, the the games that, that I mean, St Johnson bottom of the league last year. Uh, Hibs were in the lower division, although I'll give us that one because I know it's a draw, but I, I really think that the referee played a, a big part in that game. Um, but I mean, we should we should be four 0 before we, the referee shouldn't get a chance to, to to play any part in it. To be honest, as well, so maybe maybe I'm wrong on that one, but. Um, what, no, it's just not good enough. It's simple, and I've said it before. The, the the football's not good enough either. I mean, it's it's horrible to watch. It's it's absolutely boring stuff, and uh, yeah, it, it, it's not good enough. And uh, 
the results in as Colin says, <laughs> it's not certainly not league winning material uh, up to now. But hopefully, hopefully we can improve and and start putting some results together because we'll we'll certainly need to. And even I mean Europe, it looks a, it looks a really hard way up this time because uh, yeah we, we haven't set the the grass and fire there either. So yeah, hopefully we can. I mean, if you look at the, look at the last what Celtic four nil, um, Ajax four nil. Napoli 3-0, Dundee United 2-1. What is that, 12 goals and, and two scored? That's not great in anybody's language. So, no, it's uh, it's been a poor season so far and I think it needs to get better. Uh, otherwise, I don't think uh, Gio will be here next season. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll definitely come into that, uh, David. I think you make some really good points there about the, the actual performances. Um you know, in that, but but Davy P, just 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 to sort of finish off in terms of the league um, so far, um, I think it was a comment here from Jonathan uh, Donnelly there that, that says that you know the the red card at Lundstrom cost us two points. I, I I disagree with that to be honest. The referee got that wrong, but I actually thought the performance that day was more concerning than the referee performance, if I'm being honest. And I know a lot of supporters don't agree with that, that they blame the referee. For, but as, as I've said it many a time, I thought that was a game early on where we've seen Rangers teams. I remember, always remember, um, we had a game similar time against Hibs at Easter Road and Kenny Miller scored a hat-trick when Smith Smith was in charge. And we just went on from then, a tough away venue. We absolutely, uh, we, we actually had 10 men that game as well. And I think Hibs did as well when we, we we just built on that, and our waveform was was really good. Was you are you kind of you know that was when we that was our first sort of bad result this season domestically. How was your thoughts on that one? Did you did you get the feeling that it was just a bad day at the office, or was there a more of a, a deep line like concern? Well, I think on the whole, August was quite kind to as well in terms of the results. It was really only the USG game where we lost two 0 on the two two. Easter Road was other than that it would have been a quick clean sweep in August so I mean the problem that I have and which we've spoke about many times is is that I don't really see why we should change too much in our approach to away games as we should in home games because it, it seems to be that we're, we're just a wee bit more withdrawn in, in away games which uh, I'm not happy to see I would like to see as a uh, be far more aggressive, far more positive, and uh, get get the, the tempo of the game. That's more of a concern for me is, is just the way we approach. I mean, games at Ibrox kind of tend to take care of themselves, but the away games, we just seem hesitant. Is, I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, we should be more forceful. We should be pushing, you know, stamping our authority on these games. We're not up against a huge, a fantastic hip side here. We should have blown them away, but we didn't, and uh, and we ended up getting involved. But the, the referee, you can always say, you know, he's, he will cost you this and that. I mean, I um, I don't really subscribe to that. I think you pretty much get what you deserve. Certainly in the long run, you do. You know, you will be kind of unlucky in, in, on the odd occasion. But as Collins already said, you know, the league doesn't lie. You'll get what you deserve. Yeah, I, I agree completely uh, and Colin I think David P makes some, some really good points there about our the differences between home and away form and I think we've noticed that under 
Van Bronckhorst more more so than we did under Gerard. I think there was a lot of away performances under Gerard that were very below par as well. But maybe we we did get you know we did nick the result where the performances are not looked upon as much. Um, but but in Europe we, we've we've obviously suffered suffered a really heavy defeat to, to Ajax and uh, you know we, we obviously covered it. But we'll, we'll talk about Europe and as a whole. And I think the qualifier against USG had had alarm bells sort of ringing for me because that performance, uh, which our first was a first away performance um, of the season uh, after Livingston, that was a a real real worry for me. And I know we we overturned the home home leg, but it was very much an away performance that. I think I've seen quite a lot from from Van Bronckhorst already like, since he's been been our manager. Ah, yes, it's an interesting comparison between Van Bronckhorst and Gerrard. Um, I don't know if you boys will agree, but I think at times under Gerrard, he was probably the other end of the spectrum where they, he was more successful away from home, but he did he did try and steamroll teams, um, and more often than not, it, it would work. But sometimes you maybe think. If you were a wee bit more tactically wiser and just don't know, maybe tweaked a bit different. We know Gerard was very much played the one way, um, regardless of the opponent. So by the time he did want to tweak it, even beyond cross is probably the other end of that spectrum where he'll probably change it too much. And um, I don't know if he overthinks it or if he just gives too much respect to teams that haven't really earned it. Um, that that Hibs team would. They didn't really, they, they they didn't give us any indication that we need to needed to set up and keep the ball and be conservative the way that we did. I think um, with Van Bromkos has tendency to be a bit more cautious uh, away from home. It works in it works in Europe because we're up against a better level of the team, um, and I think that's why it, it works really well in PSV. Um, Ajax, I think that was just a clusterfuck of poor form, confidence low, and just getting it wrong on the night. Um, but I would like to see kind of starting with Hearts. I'm not saying we go all gun ho and we we go back to like 1940s tactics and we're playing five five strikers with two halfbacks. But I would like to see us take the game to, especially away from home in the in the SPFL, maybe apart from Celtic Parkhead, you know that's going to be a difficult game, but there shouldn't be anybody we are setting up at their own ground and being timid or afraid. We should be going and trying to get an early goal and just being ruthless. And that's probably the word that we want to see for Van Bronckhorst's side. Ruthless, we've no been, we've no been clinical enough. No, no, we, we, we really haven't been. I think for a team that plays... You know, seventy seventy five percent of the possession uh, domestically, we we don't we are not ruthless enough, and you know we we don't get a goal, then bang two nil, bang three nil. Uh, that that's been a real frustration uh, for me with, with Gio. And I actually wanted to touch on this a little bit later on, but I'm just as I think the comments are coming through, and there's a lot of um, you know comments about about Gio. So so David T, where where are you with with Gio at the moment? Um, and we'll, we'll touch on this in terms of next Saturday, and I think next Saturday is an absolutely massive game already for, for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Where, where are you, David? And I know here we've got some comments in about different managers that that, that sort of would like to see coming in already, um, and that is quite a, a big a big lot of the support are saying that. Where, where are you on that? Well, um, it's easy to say get rid of Van Bronckhorst. I don't know the 
the other the, the, the other coaches' contracts. I don't know whether there if Van Bronckhurst goes that their their contracts goes down as well. So I mean, if if they've all got contracts with a with a big amount of money, then it's going to cost some amount of money to get rid of them. I mean, if you take it that we get four million for Gerard, um, then you're you're probably going to be talking uh, a lot more than that to get rid of. I mean, I, I looked before we come up. You've got Mackay, you've got Foss, you've got a guy called Bosher who's uh, who's been brought in. I'm I'm pretty sure the the physiotherapist and the doctors probably with a bronchurst as well, but I'm not I'm not hundred sure percent sure on that one. But so you're you're talking at least four guys that are going to be uh, going to going to be have to be paid off. So it's uh it's going to be take a hell of a lot of money to to to, to pay them off. Obviously, if, if you're going to lose a lot of money if you're if you're uh, um if 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 you're if you don't do it, but uh, will they do it halfway through the season? I think I think results will need to get worse before they before before they do that. I think the way it is just now, I don't think they'll they'll, they'll get near sacking them. They want to sack them. That well, that's the thing is 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 two point. We're only two points behind at, at the moment, so um, I'm not one that would that would to be honest would would sort of pull the trigger right now. I can understand the frustration. I think um, the you know. Fans leaving 20, 25 minutes um, a two-one up against Dundee United the other the other week there was 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 quite a big big statement uh, to be honest because I think a lot of supporters have, have uh, are worried about how the season's going to go. Yeah, but Subway loyal. Well, the Subway loyal do do that, but normally they wait to where we're at least two goals up. Um, so I think it was it was a little. Uh, it was a little bit too early for, for the suburb law, and especially the game being so tight. Then um, I think I was really surprised, you know, watching the game to see that many supporters come in. But but David, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Mason. Can I come in just for a second there? You you talked about seventy five percent possession, but see see if if we get uh, McGregor or, or McLaughlin to hold the ball for the full ninety minutes, we'll have hundred percent possession, but with no chance of scoring. And that's if if you just keep playing amongst the centre halves to the wing to the centre half to the wing to the centre half to the other wing, it's easy to get seventy five percent possession, because other teams are just sitting back with ten main men behind the ball. And that's uh, that that's just yeah that's the way we're playing football just now. Oh, just kick it about till they get ten men behind the ball, and then we'll then we'll try and break them down. <laughs> it's just it's a crazy way of football for me, I'll tell you. No, no, you're right. You're right, and, and even three and four nil down, we're still trying to just keep the ball for, for keeping the ball safe. D- David P, where where are you uh, with with Gio at, at the moment? Um, you know, uh, do you think it would be absolutely crazy for us to make any sort of changes? Two points behind, and 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 we haven't seen Halloween yet. Well, I think we've got a better team yet because uh, I think we would probably get through October and November, and if things continue as they have been. You know, the last couple of months, you'd certainly be looking to make a change. But if it's, uh, I think hope, hopefully we'll get some more players back, you know, from a, a rather lengthy injury list. Uh, and so it's, it's a difficult one. But I wouldn't, I mean, Davis made the point, you know, about how much it will cost you. That shouldn't really be a consideration. If he needs to go, then he needs to go. And then you just have to deal with the consequences of that. So that shouldn't really be a factor in. And, and retaining Giovanni Van, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst and his entourage. 
if he has to go, then you go and you deal with what that brings you. So I would give uh, Gio a wee bit of time yet because I think he will, I mean, the danger is that he's going to learn, but he'll learn and it may be too late by the time the, you know the penny drops. Uh, I'm hoping that, that certainly the concern I had from the Dundee United match was certainly in the second half. We seem to be getting less and less confident the, the, the longer the game went on. The less dominant we were becoming, you know, and, and, and at the end, you know, it all became a bit frantic. Whereas, you know, we should go two, two goals up, you know, and then it's, uh, and then we should just destroy teams at Ibrox, you know. So with, with the, the two teams, you know, and the results they've had, I mean, our results haven't been brilliant, but theirs have been utter pish. So, you know, we should have uh, absolutely bluttered them. So the, and the manner of that victory was just a wee concern for me. And his, his approach to away games in general kind of concerns me. So, but I, I'm, I'm not uh, reaching for my pistol just yet, but uh, I, I don't know how, how much longer I'll be able to hold out. Certainly if the, if the results go our way. I mean, things, we're only two points behind at the moment with seven games gone, so uh, I would just give us a wee well, yeah, there's there's nothing that any manager will be able to do in terms of you t- turning the staff over until January. So I would be looking for another couple of months and we could uh, mark his report card at that point. And then we have to make a decision. There's a decision to be made probably late November, early December as to whether this is uh, this is going to last the season or not. Yeah, but David, you're talking about, about money. There's, there's, there, it shouldn't matter. We had to repair a roof, a roof in 2013. There was a bit come off the roof and we had to pay for that. It was three million. Remember, Mr. Robertson told us that during the week there. Yeah. So we haven't, we, haven't, we haven't got the money to 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 pay off players. There's no money. That's that's what he's saying. Actually, we we can't we can't. I agree though with David P. We can't just keep a manager because we can't afford to to sack him because that will end in an absolute disaster. But not to. no. But but what what I don't what I don't like and it happened under Gerard is. We let a manager bring in his whole backroom staff, um, and then they all go like Gerard did. It will be the same with Gio. I think there's people at the football club that need to stay there a lot longer because we, get, you know, we can't keep going through the changes in the backroom all, 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 all the time as well because that just, as you said, that just costs more money. Uh, Colin, um, I'll come to you on this one as well. I think David P made some, some really good points, and as, as disappointing we've been with with the performances and, and some of the results so far. Um, it is just a little bit too early in Geo tenure to, 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 to be replacing him. Aye, I, I think it's far too early um, to be having the conversation. And I, I want to caveat a lot of what I'm going to say with that. Yes, he is under pressure to deliver some results and performances quickly. I'd much rather he delivers results and performances if it's got to be one or the other. Ideally, we want both, but it. He's not been good enough so far this season in terms of um, his selection, his formations, his ability to inspire the players. All of that does lie in his remit. So it's not been good enough so far this season, granted. But I think he still does have a lot of credit in the bank with me for, for last season. And I know we didn't win the league, but I think we've seen towards the end of last season how effective he can be at... Um, I motivating players to come to behind to change things in games. Um, I, I think it's far too early to be talking about sacking them. We're only seven games in, and 
yes, it's not been good enough so far, but we're two points behind. We are two points behind. Um, I've seen a comment in the, in the comment section, Pondo, I think it was, the horseshoe formation has to either go or be done a lot quicker, and I totally agree with that. I think the horseshoe formation could work if we have the right, if the players are brave, right? If we've got maybe the likes of Lawrence come back or Tillman or Kent or, you know, or more creative players, the horseshoe formation is, that relies on your creative players being brave, being forward thinking and pressing at the right time. Um, that's not what we've seen. That's been a big flaw. So whether that's the players' confidence or Gio no being able to inspire them, I, I don't know what it is. If if it works out, we can't do that when we do need to change it up. But we've seen Gio being able to change it up. Um, I know I'm sounding very fanboyish here, but I do think two points behind in the league. We are a squad who has got to a European final. Players who have delivered under pressure at times, um, albeit not consistently. I think to start writing off a season, and I'm not saying any of the listeners are now, but you do see it in social media that we are writing off this season. I think it's far too early to be doing that. That doesn't mean to say if we go and lose four and so or whatever. And absolutely, then we need to, it probably does go. But I think there's every com- I have every confidence that we can turn this around. I'm saying turn it around as if um, it's all gone. No, I have every confidence that we can narrow this two point gap. Yeah, and that's why that's why I think I brought it up. I said the comments, the comments have all have all been about it, and you go on social media over the international break, and, and there's there's a lot of noise going around Gio and, and what they'd like, you know, what we want to see change wise, and he's got a change in his in, in his last interview before before Dundee United. He said that he, he wasn't he wasn't changing he wasn't changing anything, and uh, there there are things that, that that need to be changed, and tactics probably being the, the biggest one. Davey T, coming on to our sort of the next run of, of games, what is it you'd like to see change the most? Is it a change of formation? Is it a different different type of player? And I was trying to pick a team today that would that I would pick for the Hearts and then Liverpool game. And I think I'd like to see us go to a 3-5-2. Um, and, and, and I wouldn't play Kent at Tynecastle. Um, so I'd probably go with Cholak and, and Morelos up front at Tynecastle. But then going to Anfield, I would play Kent and Morelos as, as the front two. That's where I'm kind of looking at the squad to kind of protect the midfielders we've got because I don't think there's a lot of creativity there. What's your thoughts on, on that? And, and yeah, what sort of changes would you like to see Gio make? I don't think Gio will ever play uh, Morelos and Jolak together for the full game. For, I don't think he'll ever start that way. He's always going to start somebody out in the left wing. It, he's a 4-3-3 person. As I say, Dutch old school is 4-3-3. And he's, always, he's going to stick to that. And four three three is okay if you get players that wingers that can score. The thing is, Ken has scored two goals last season, three goals, and this year I don't. Has he got one or two this year? I don't. I can't remember him scoring yet this season. But um, no, it's it, 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 it's just that he's he's against playing two men up front. So you're if you're going to do that, you're going to be sticking Morelos or Cholak out in the wing, which doesn't suit any of them. Cholak, he needs to get in front of the goal. And I mean, I would I would love to see uh, Morelos playing as a number 10 for the simple reason I think he would be good at it. And for the and another reason is that he is actually a midfield player. He started off as a midfield player and get put forward into the, the, the striker's position. So I, I think he can play that number 10 role absolutely brilliant. 
and uh, because he is the best player we've got in the team when he's when he's playing well, when he's lost he's lost the weight, and when he when he's playing well, he's he's really he's the best player in the team. There's nobody else can touch get near him. So um, I would love to see that. Uh, we, as you said before, we need to get that ball moving fast. Get get the ball move forward faster. And did you see the only one I've seen actually from the the horseshoe position trying to get the ball forward quickly was Yilmaz. He's the only one I've seen that's right. Other, otherwise, you get Ken sticks out to to um, Barisic tries to get past them, or the other way Barisic tries to to get. It just it's, it's very rarely you get a ball um, from the from say say the, the Davis or Lundstrom in the channel for Barisic running through or for Kent running through. Very rarely they just keep turning back and turning back, and then as I say, you've got ten players behind the ball, and yeah, I don't I don't know. What, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Yilmaz in the defending we've seen wasn't that brilliant in the game he did play, but. Um, I would, I would quite like to see. I know, I know, Barisic has probably been one of the best players just now, but I would like to. I, I think Yilmaz, uh, the, from what I've seen of him uh, in attacking, I think he could. I think he could bring in. So I would quite like to see him. I don't think he'll get a, get a game against Hearts, to be honest with you. But uh, I'd quite like to see what he can do when we're playing probably uh, Ibrox with a lesser team. But as I say, Hearts, he won't change much against Hearts. And what I would like to see is winning games, winning games easily, and not that our our, our booming backside still going with ten minutes to go. That's that, that. I would like to get rid of that. But um, no, that that that's a winning, playing better football, getting the ball fa- uh, forward quicker. And I would, I'd love Morelos and uh, and and, and Cholak, but as as I say, I, d- I doubt you'll ever see that with with Gio. <clears throat> no, no, I think you're right, and I think he is going to be stubborn. But I think that's what could be be his downfall. I think he's he's got to, he's got to make some changes. And and David P, um, David David Tomlinson there said he, he'd like to see Morelos in the ten. I've read I've read on Twitter people saying they'd like to see Morelos wide right. In my opinion, I, I just see Morelos as a number nine. You play him as a number nine or, or, or not at all. But but where are you firstly with, with that? Where, would you like to see Morelos in the ten, or you know if Gio? Isn't going to change the formation. How, how do you, how do we get him and Cholak in the same team? Uh, I think if Gio doesn't change formation, then he will be the architect of his own demise, because the, we have a lots of possession. You know, as we did last season, the tail end of last season, and this season, you know, and and we just don't convert it to goals. So if he's going to continue to do the same thing, same thing, and, and get the same results, you know, and and we will win most weeks. But if if it's not going to be of a high high enough quality for us to get to the to, to win the league, then uh, Gio's going to get shot. There's, he'll be shot in the head in the, the car park. So I would it would be in his interest, you know, to change things up. We've obviously got a talented squad, so I would like us to see, you know, change mix it up a bit. Do the, if it's predictable, it's preventable. And a lot of teams who play against Rangers know exactly what they're they're coming up against. And 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 they they set the stall out accordingly, so let's uh, get the get change it. You know, vary things up, play with some pace, some energy, some commitment. You know, in a in a season where we have we're allowed to make five substitutions in the game, I would want our players to be out there absolutely bursting their arse, and then in the second half we can bring on you know 
good quality substitutions to continue at that pace and just run them ragged. But we uh, often leave the substitutions way too late. Sometimes it's, it seems, you know, that it's, it's just like for like. You know, I would be a, uh, I would be mixing things up a bit more. Keep them guessing. Can I just say one thing? Gio's already said he won't change his philosophy. Philosophy. Somebody said that. Yeah. Well, then, then he'll get everything he deserves if if that's the case. Because. Uh, if it, if it's not working and, and you and you you then just say I'm not going to change it, that's just stupid. <laughs> so, I agree, David. I think he's he's got he's got to change things. He's got to change change a lot. And I hope that this international break has been the perfect time to to do that. Colin, I'll bring you up uh, on this. Um, the the three five two, as I said, that was that's something that that I want to see uh, going forward. So starting with, with next week, um, that that's what I, I would go with. I know. We'll probably get on to, to, to Hearts in more detail during the week. But um, first question in, in that, what, what, yeah, what do you think about the, the three-five-two formation? And where are you in terms of changing that philosophy that 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 that, that you know needs to happen? See, when Gio said that he's you know he's got to stick with his own philosophy, I think he's not explicitly said I'm going to play four-three-three every week. Fuck you all. Um, but I think that's kind of how we've taken that message. Um, I think he does have a certain style of play, but this since that comment, we've seen him play both 4-3-3 and 3-5-2. Um, I think we need to be aware of that. I think that's his two favourite positions. I'm up for either or. Albeit the 3 5 2 has probably been more with um, maybe uh, Kent tucking in instead of Morelos or Cholak. But I don't think it's out of, out of the question that he will start that. I'm up for either or, but I do go back to back to my point about we, we need the players to be utilising the skills that they were signed for. Davy made, made a good point that we do have a talented squad. We're not really talking about that because of the way we're feeling. Uh, first few games of the season, all albeit we were only playing well, we were still raving about Tom Lawrence and Malik Tillman. There was some very, very early shouts for Malik Tillman getting Player of the Year. Three poor games later, and he's no, he's no worth a fuck. And I, we just need to remember that. Um, there is a player in Malik Tillman. The big challenge is, is if he can do it consistently as well, because it's his first step up in his regular first-team football Tom Lawrence as well. So although Tom Lawrence was maybe the Derby captain, I think he only played 35 games last season. All going well, we want another 60 game season. It's a different level of pressure. Um, we do have the we do have talented players in there, and regardless regardless if it's four three three or three five two, there is enough quality in this squad, and we just need it all to click together. Yeah, and 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 I agree in terms of Malik Tillman. We, we're a we're a support that's very quick to judge a player if we don't think he's good enough, but we're also very quick to jump on a player that we see something and he's the best thing ever. And 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 there was many of the support saying we've got to pay six, seven million for Tillman after. John Lundstrom is a perfect example of that. We wanted him sold last year. He had a great end to the season. There generally is a fan, like, I don't know if you've seen it on Twitter, he got John Lundstrom best in earth tattooed in his thigh. And everybody's like, no, that's a fair enough tattoo to get because John Lundstrom's the best on earth. And now he's got a lot of criticism so far this season. Rightly so, being criticised. But I think we just need to remember the look that a bad run of games doesn't mean you're a bad player. It means you're having a poor run of form um, for the most part. Yeah, 
and you're right, and it goes both ways. But it's very frustrating um, when when results are not going away, and and say the new signings we want them to, to hit their ground running because I think we, we need them to. Um, David T, just just stand on, on on if we did, did go to a back three. This is something that, that I debated with um, with my brother uh, in the last couple of days. If we went to a three-five-two domestically, um, that is that is something playing three centre backs in the league. I I, I I do get that, but if you've got someone, you know, ball playing centre halves that that you know can can step forward, and, and and our biggest problem lately has been we've been leaking goals. Even even you know at home to Dundee United. So I know I know domestically we're going to have the ball, but we need to first and foremost stop you know get some clean sheets. Um, um, so, 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 what was your, what, what's your thoughts on that? If we went to Hearts and went with with three three centre halves, and um, you know, and, and he did, you know, go go maybe a little bit more like we would, you know, going to Anfield as well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, I think Hearts is one of the teams that will probably um, stick, maybe stick two, two centre forwards up. So that, it might be a bit dodgy that way. But um, I, I, I mean, if you take most of the games... That have got ten men behind the ball. I mean, what what you what you need three centre halves for? You could quite easily go with three centre halves, but let the likes of Lundstrom move into the midfield. Play with then you you keep your two centre halves, and then you get your Lundstrom coming into the midfield, and then 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 you've got an extra man in midfield. But um, against Hearts, yeah, they they they've, Hearts are going to give us a good game. I, I don't know whether I would change it. Go three five two for Hearts. I think I would just start with a normal system, um, and and because you know Hearts are going to come at you so, so as well, so they're they're going to sit with ten men behind the ball. Well, it's not their usual game anyway, so I think Hearts will come out and try and especially Tynecastle they'll come out and try and rough us up. So I think it'll be a different game. I don't I don't think it's a game to experiment uh, against Hearts, especially the the the, the big centre forward they've got. I can't remember the guy's name, but. Uh, He's he's a big rough and rough and tumble guy, so he'll be he'll be giving the Rangers centre halves uh, quite a lot of problems. Um, so that does uh, I don't see I don't see it happening for this uh, for the for the Hearts game, but the game the games against St. your St Johnston and your yeah the three five two would be perfect for me because why why have four defenders? No point in having four defenders. When you when 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 you've only got one one centre forward, I mean it's a waste waste of players really. 
pulling them back. But that's uh, yeah. I mean, we've we've got we've certainly got enough centre halves, and 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 if you look at um, King, is is going to become a, a really great player. Uh, Connor Golson won't be dropped. That's for sure. He's a he he's a mainstay. Um, and uh, no, I don't know where Davies will come in or Sands will come back in. Sands is another one you could you could try in midfield. Uh, I, I, as I say, I've said in other pods, I don't. I'm, I'm not a, a great Lundstrom fan. Uh, greatest in the earth. Mm, dodgy about that one, but um, I, I, it's, it's, uh, I, I think Sands might come in. Could come in and do a job in midfield. We've got all, all things like that they can do. We can get this team playing better. I'm hundred percent sure we can get this team playing better. But um, it's got to. It's, it's going to take a manager that, that that's going to make decisions to try and improve it, and not just hit his head against a brick wall. It's going to uh, take players get used to to get used to a new position because yeah. The, Three, we don't play three centre halves every week. I mean, you've got King Golden and uh, no Davies could play, Sands could play. As I say, you could, you if Lundstrom plays, you could put him in there and then let him move forward into the midfield. It's all, it's all options we've got. But the thing is, if, if you're not going to play, if you're not going to get confidence, we've got to get confidence first. And I call for a couple of wins. Uh, I'll, I'll get that confidence up. If we go, I mean, I think it was the last game against Hearts was 4-0, was it? We beat them 4-0. So if we can go out and get a result against Hearts like that, like that 4-0, then uh, then it'll get the confidence up. I think I think we can write the, the, the European Cup off. The, the I think that's a, a gone... Con- yeah, I can't see it. I mean, I would love, I'd love to... Love us to beat Liverpool twice and and get the third place. I think set. I think first or second is way beyond us. But um, getting third place would be great. And hopefully Liverpool think, oh, this is easy, and we'll go out and we'll we'll tan them. See, just sorry, can I come in there, Mason? Yeah. Only the three five two. Like, um, I, I'm kind of torn with the the players we play there. Obviously, we've been hurt by injury with Suter and Davies and. Sands, it's been called the Sands experiment, but he'd done okay for a while. Obviously, the really bad run of games he had was the bad run of games that every player had. Um, but I think if we were to go to a 3 5 2, and I'm seeing some really good comments, which I totally agree with, that we've got the flexibility. Wait, if we start with 3 5 2, or even change for a 4 3 3, and a 3 5 2, having that flexibility to to change in game is massive for Gio because he's been so good at doing that. Um, all right, no, this season, but a lot of times we've been we've got a lot of success changing the tactics in play. I'd maybe I'd maybe even start Sands at centre half. Like I, I find the issue we had against uh, maybe Napoli is we had one Suman Sands as two or three centre backs, but if you've got two solid centre halves and maybe Golson and. I don't know if it's going to be Davies or King or whoever. And maybe a Sands or a Lundstrom is a third centre-half. As soon as we need it, that Lundstrom or Sands can step in the midfield and change their back four. I think that that might be a shout. And I hold my hands up. I might be being a wee bit of a hypocrite because we've been moaning that we're no playing centre-halves. But maybe it is something to have, have a think about. 
Colin, sorry, if I can come in, see, see the, the, I mean, if you, you look at the goals, a lot of the goals we've lost, Kent's caused two of them. I mean, the defenders are getting the, the blame for all these goals, but Kent's cost, cost two of them. Kamara's cost uh, at least two. I mean, if, if you take the, the midfield, what the midfield are doing and, and, and for, further forward, they're losing the ball in a position that they shouldn't be losing the ball. And that the, the defenders are getting the blame, and some some of the defenders some defenders will be at their fault, but quite a lot. I mean, the, 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 I think the penalty uh, was Kent that lost the ball, and that that Sands cost when he got sent off. I think it was Kent that, that lost the ball, and and that's it's easy to blame the defenders, but they're getting put in a position because the forwards are losing, but the forwards midfield are losing the ball too easy. I totally agree with you, David, but in the same token, so you defend as a team and you, you attack as a team as well. So I'm not blaming the defenders for all the goals we've shipped, but I do think they need to, they need to take a bit of accountability on how how aggressive we are with attacking because the horseshoe system is built around them starting the attack. Because as you say time time again, it's, we see the the ball go from left back to centre back to centre back to right back and then back on again. If we want this system to work, we need these players to have the confidence to play the quick ball in the midfield or the long ball in the cholak or whatever. Uh, so I think you know maybe maybe having the flexibility to adapt when it's not working with a three, changing it to a two and adding more. More dynamism in the midfield. Um, I think we we need to start adapting in game. And that, see the see the see the one player that that, that, that can turn that quick that quick uh, is a quick the ball to Morelos, and he he's he does it round the corner pass right away, and that's how that's how the most dangerous plays we've got is when Morelos can just one touch put it on another player. And when 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 we're leaving Morelos out the team, then uh, Cholak's great. It's good, good. It scored more goals. Probably scores better than Morelos. But Morelos links the whole team together, and that's that's a big miss for us if he's not there. For me, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, right, Davey P. I'll bring you on this um, because we've got you know the defence. Uh, I, I totally agree with David T's comments there about Kamara and Kent. Absolutely spot on. But I, for me, I still looking at this team. And, and I've said it for a long time now, the midfield for me is still the, our biggest issue. There's For me, there's no creativity. I, I can't, be honest, I can't hand on heart at the minute, pick a midfield that I'm confident we go with and go and win the game Saturday that, that creates enough chances to, for us to win the game. I find them all too similar. They're all out of form. You know, they're, you know, Ryan Jack, you know, even lunch from this season, they're, they're too, they're too slow, too one pace. We're talking about the horseshoe. The ball get, you know, goes side to side too slow. So I'm trying to look at it and thinking, who's who's the game changer in the midfield, and, and we just haven't got one. Um, so where are you in terms of the midfield, and, and where would you like, to, you know, what would you like to see us go and do in the games going forward? And and to add on Colin and Davies' points about, you know, um, Morelos, Ken, and, and Kamara. Well, there's always two teams in the pitch, right? So you're always going to lose possession at some point. See, when you're going to, if if we're wanting to our team to play at pace and and play, you know, what, right, always on the front foot, 
you know, trying to get the Hollywood pass, sometimes it's going to get cut out and the other team are on you. So we need the midfield, you know, that sometimes they will they will gain possession in the midfield and they'll be on to us. So we just set up accordingly. So we have the, 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 the set, certainly the, our central midfield set up where we, we anticipate that we may lose the ball here. So and and they're in and as Charlie McCann lost it a couple of times against the D United when he when he turns and tries to make the pass it gets cut out and and then D United were straight through the middle of us so it's going to happen it's it's an, maybe our defenders just need to defend better but a lot of the goals that we concede you know are from balls from out wide we need to stop the crosses we need to win headers we need our goalkeeper to be coming you know anywhere in the six-yard line, within the six-yard box, I would like to see our keeper come and win the ball. So there's a lot of things that we can do to cut out some of the goals that we're conceding. When we lose in midfield, there's, I think Napoli did it to us, but very few of the goals that we have actually lost are as a result of a turnover and then streaking up the park and banging one in. We're losing from set pieces and we're losing from corners So and, and from balls out wide getting into the box. So there's lots of things we can do to stop conceding goals before we need to worry about what our, our midfield getting turned over. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to the game against Hearts because the Hearts will come out, so it's not going to be you know a big line across the 18-yard line, which should be right up our street because it gives our, our players space. We should be playing with pace. We have, we should have a better technical player. This is uh, this is where you want to be playing your football. So this is the chance to, you know, rather not running up against a, a brick wall as we as we often do at Ibrox. This is should give us a chance, you know, to play with a bit of pace and 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 first time passes. I mean, I, I keep coming back to the West Ham goal where we uh, where we, we we won the ball out just outside our own box and three three passes later we're pinging it in at the other end. If we can do it to West Ham, then we can do it to other teams. You make a really good point there, Davey, in terms of the way that Hearts are going to play. And they're going to, at Tyne Castle, they're not going to sit in, they're going to come and have a go at us. That should suit yeah. us. And I think to, to actually say about the West Ham game, I know it's only a pre-season friendly and we should never read too much, but West Ham come and pressed us as well, didn't they? They come at our yeah. books, they come and pressed us. And we that's when we just went bang, bang. And we haven't, we haven't really had that. We haven't had a team, well, apart from the, the, the shit show at Parkhead, uh, domestically, where that, that comes and has a go at us. Um, so, so that so that would be interesting at, at Tyne Castle, and and I think I think Saturday's game is uh, it's a bit crazy to say season defining, but I really think it's an it's a bigger game than than just than just three points because I think if we go there and get a result, as I said the other night, I think it really could you know give the players a lot of confidence to to go on from that. If we don't put in a performance and we don't get a good result, I think it could really go the other way. Um, so it's just, see, Rangers go to Tynecastle on Saturday, next Saturday, without fear, you know, with some belief, some confidence, you know, in, in, in their abilities as football players. You know, nothing's, are we a better team than Hearts? You know, nine times out of ten, you have to say absolutely yes. Let's just show the commitment. There's nothing's for free. This is almost a rerun of the game at Easter Road. We pretty much know what the, the game plan is. They'll roll onto that pitch. The Hearts fans will be screaming like maddies, you know, and it's going to be a frenzied atmosphere. We just need to make sure our sleeves are rolled up and that we're onto it from the word go. And 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 I know uh, John Bennett and I made the comment about our, the Rangers' performance against Napoli. I would like to see that level of application, you know, when they were closing down, you know, because in that first half, I thought Rangers played quite well. I mean, in terms of the level of effort and running that they were doing, if we take that game to Tynecastle, we won't have any problems. And, and that's it. It, it, it. We, you know, 
I always say that when we lose games, we 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 lose ourselves. We, yeah. You know, domestically, they know the other team that win games. We lose them ourselves. Um, but but no, I, I totally agree with David P. Just coming away from 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 the the you know the squad and the season sort of so far, there is something that I want to touch on. Um, with all, I'll come around to, to all three about uh, the TV deal, and um, we I believe we are us and Livingston at, at the moment are the only two not to sign off this this TV deal. Now there's a few that I was looking today. I, I, I spoke off air to to the two Davies about this a couple of weeks ago when. Um, I was I was told that the women's um, Premier League deal in England is uh, I don't know if it was double or treble more than, than what we get um, in Scotland. In in Norway and Sweden, I believe that uh, they're both double the TV deals they get a uh, double uh, what we get, um, which is just absolutely crazy. And then I read today an interview from from Stuart uh, Stuart Roberts uh, Robertson that said that um, Malmo they do get double. Uh, when they was at Ibrox last season, he spoke to the directors and they get double. How are countries like Norway and Sweden doubling what we're getting here? We we know the answer to that and we know because who runs, um, you know, Scottish football up here. Um, another really interesting point I see was Liverpool received £151 million in, in TV money um, at the start of the season, just, just, just for TV money. We get £2.7 million. So that is where we're at in terms of, you know, our Champions League group. Ajax and Napoli are somewhere in the middle, um, still way more than us. Um, Colin, what, what's your thoughts on, on the TV deal? I know I sort of sort of know what's coming from all three, but I just want to want to touch on this. I think this is so important and we've got to hold hold our cards and not give in to this. Uh, <laughs> it's good to know that regardless of what issues we've got going on, we'll never be the biggest laugh in stock in Scottish football as long as these idiots are running it. Um, it's just it's baffling, it's beyond belief, and there's probably a few different elements that really concern them for me. Um, so first of all, there's, there's something afoot behind the scenes at the fact that they were pushing to get this done so quickly in the first place. Um, I don't know if... It's um, just, what's the word I'm going for? It's incapable of doing your job at best. It's corrupt at worst. It really is. Um, and back to that, Doncaster gets paid a handsome fee for just being a being an absolute classy idiot. So we know like, the, we don't need to be pushing for the TV deal right now, blah, blah, blah. What's, I think we spoke about that today. What's really concerning for me is what we're starting to see coming out today, like starting with Aberdeen, um, Aberdeen co- uh, comments for their board of directors, and we've seen this in the media so far as well, the Daily Record, the media puppets for the SPFL that telling telling fans that this deal isn't what they're reading. You know, what you're reading is actually wrong. That's not, um, like, don't believe what's black and white in front of you. They're starting to, it's information that they're not including into that spin it. So basically, long story short, they're saying that this TV deal will be equate to more money per games than Norway, Sweden, based on that's based on money for each game that's televised. But they're not including the the rights to each game. Basically, we're we're saying, oh, if we televise sixty games for X amount, we'll get more money per game for than Sweden and Norway do. What they're not saying is that Sky buy the rights, the exclusive rights to every game. 
So it's not just the sexy games that they choose to show. It's all the other games, the other 130 odd games that they don't show. They they still own that. We can't sell that to anywhere, anybody else. So if you look at the amount of games you're you're able to show per money, we are we're massively getting getting done. And I don't know why you don't put it out to your tenure. We know which guy I've offered. See, just despite them, go out to Amazon and ask for one million pound more. Not even one million pound more, a pound more, just to get away from the grips of Sky because we've been in we've been in their back pocket for far too long and when we allow idiots to run the game, we always got to get stupid decisions. What's just really disappointing and and quite concerning is the boards buy into these idiots. And Rangers, and this is where I will give credit to the board, Rangers have been shouting shouting about this for the last five, six years. Um, they've they've gave the evidence that something's afoot. Remember the Dundee emails and the dossier that Rangers presented that they've just time after get time they're Again, corrupt at worst, inadequate at best. I don't know why these other clubs are taking note. No, no, you're spot on. And the, the desperation from from the other other clubs, and especially them from the other side of the city. Why are they? Why do they want to agree to this deal as well? It's, it's absolutely embarrassing, um, to be honest. And yeah, the comments earlier from the Aberdeen chairman. I'm not surprised because um, he got it. He got it all wrong as well. What he's come out and said, David T. Obviously, you being abroad and you know. In, in Holland and, um, and, and you know, the German, I don't know what the, what the German figures are. I'm not sure if you know that as well. But what's your thoughts on, on the TV deal here? And, you know, is there do you know what the, the figures are in Holland comparing to, to ours? Yeah, well, mm. I, I looked up today. So, uh, Holland, so I love how you've put your glasses on for this one, David. Yeah. That's when you know yeah, David's yeah, business. I want more intelligence. <laughs> um, no, um, Holland are in with a company called Sport Digital. It's a German company, but they've, 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 it's three years they're, they're, they're good, they're, they're, they've got. And for me, nine years is absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. What's 30 million going to be worth in nine years? You, you haven't a clue. It might, be, it might be worth about two and six. The, the, these days, it's absolutely crazy. The Dutch are saying they they've got the, the internet, the the the, the um, Fox it is, I believe they've got just now to twenty twenty five, and then they're saying there's going to be a, a complete revolution in television uh, between clubs because then you've got the internet coming in. It's coming more and more in. There's going to be far more internet streaming. Look at the the Formula One. It's went to a streaming uh, company now, Swedish streaming company. Um, the guy this afternoon, now just for the for the Aberdeen uh, Cormac, Dave Cormac, as you call him, he said that with that working out at forty eight games, it was five hundred and twenty per game. And there's a guy called Russell. He he came in and says, no, it's the whole packet you're selling. So it works out at hundred and nine. Actually, is the true figure per game. So, um, and I was looking at the, the, the MLS, they have signed a, a, a 10-year contract, but they're getting 2.4 billion euros, which is a, about uh, 2.14 uh, pounds, billion pounds. So, at least they, they're, getting, they're getting a sum of money for it. 
and I'll agree that America is far bigger than Scotland, that's for sure. But is is soccer in in uh, America far bigger than uh, than than football in Scotland? I, I, I don't know about that. But um, no, it's uh, the, the, the nine years is absolutely crazy. I mean, the, you don't know how how football. I mean, we could we could all be sitting at, in front of the television, uh, and 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 say five six years, and it, it, it's like you're sitting in the in the ground watching the game. You don't know how television is going to take on. You just know now that everybody football football's a big thing now. I mean, Rangers and Celtic tried a few, uh, years ago to to push through their own. Uh, I'll take these off now. Try to push through their own uh, TV show, yeah. and it, it ended up they backed out at the last minute, and uh, it fell through, and they ended up with the BBC for eight million, I believe, at that time. So the, that all fell through. But we're living in different days now. There's so many internet... Because La Liga, they've just signed a five-year deal with a Turkish uh, streaming company. It's, 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 all, it's all getting different. And it's going to get even more... I mean, if you look at Netflix, look, that, that's the way I think the Dutch are talking about going, a sort of a Netflix type of thing where, where, where the, 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 the Dutch, the, the, the cat NVB, the Dutch football bond... They they're going to have their own show. Just what net everybody pays into to watch that, and they they get all the games. If you do that, I mean, there's no reason that Rangers, Celtic, all the other clubs can can start something like that. I mean, Rangers have have done it already. They're they're, they're doing a preview show now. You could have Rangers, Celtic, and Motherwell on TV shows the whole day, and people will take, pay a subscription for it. And if you look at Rangers, I mean, how many, let's say it's just season ticket holders that, that, that buy it, that's 50,000. Celtic, 50, 50 60,000. If, if you charge about £15 or £20, then uh, then you're, that, that 30 million, it's, it's, going to, it's going to be quite easy to hit, really. I think, anyway. That, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not great at uh, arithmetic or, uh, or anything, but I mean, I, th- I think that 30 million, especially in, if you're talking about over, uh, five six years, thirty million is going to be absolutely pennies. It's going to be it's going to be pennies in your pocket. Yeah. So that's a that's a sort of a the way I, I just I just think it's crazy to go for a, a nine year contract in these days and ages when 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 television is going to be changing so much. Yeah, no, and I think you make some really good points there, David. Thanks for the the facts and figures that was coming over there. That was uh, that was very very good and. And, and I, th- I think Colin said it earlier, and we've had a couple of comments. Sky, Sky need to go. I think you, you've said there, Davey, that football's changing. Um, you know, the streaming the streaming places as Amazon, Disney, um, you know, wherever wherever that may be, um, come and, and come and take it. Take the TV deal away from Sky because Sky have got Scottish football in their pocket and they have for, for a number of years. And, and that is the biggest problem to sign up for, for nine years, as you say, would, would be absolutely crazy. Just to sort of finish this off, Davey P, um, what's your thoughts on, on the whole TV deal and, you know, the madness uh, that we see time and time again from Doncaster? Well, I think as uh, Colin mentioned, you know, the quality of governance in Scottish football, you would have to say, ain't the best. And the, the recent example was, you know, the cinch deal where they've agreed, you know, a sponsorship deal with Singe to, to sponsor the league, not understanding that Rangers already have a deal with uh, with Parks of Hamilton, 
uh, naturally, and and they didn't appreciate that. So that that that's kind of the standard of the administrators that we have running our game, and the fact that they 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 had someone negotiate this deal for them with Cinch, you know, and and someone was lining their pockets to the tune of six hundred thousand pounds, and Shifty Murdoch, who's a uh, the chairman of the SPFL was was linked business and business wise to the guy who who did the outsourcing. I'm thinking, you know, the whole thing's absolutely stinking. Not only are they shite at it, but they're corrupt at it too. So that that's the standard of it. The other people who are going to to Sky, and you know, we saw you know from 2012 exactly the level of Doncaster in dealing with Sky. So it's not as if we it's come as a huge surprise to us that. Uh, they're just not fit for the job that they do. You know, we're paying Doncaster £400,000 a year and, I mean, to run 228 fixtures a season. I mean, this is the equivalent of running a bloody raffle at the bowling club, you know, and and he still makes an arse of it. So, it's, uh, we get what we get, you know, and no wonder Rangers are frustrated because when you look at this, and for me, that you can break it down to, you know, the cost per fixture, you know how much each club's getting and how you skin it up, but but in terms of the size of the pie, you know that the the numbers that I was looking at today when I just had a brief search was uh, I think the Holland were 120 million, you know, compared to our 30. Poland's were about 50, and Belgium were about 60. So we are very much the poor relations in all of this, and you just think, well, see if we're going to get dumplings to negotiate the deal and and try and source a deal first of all. And then go in and negotiate it. We pretty much uh, that it's it's Doncaster and his cohorts and, and the mob across the city. They because they're got Doncaster and, and Murdoch to do their bidding. You know, whenever they pick up the phone, so they're they're it's not in their interest to have someone else negotiate these deals because they they're uh, they've got their placemen in there, so they're quite happy with it all. No, you you spot on, you spot on it in terms of. Sorry, Dave. Go on, Dave. Sorry. Why? Why would Celtic accept this? That's what I, I was wondering, Davy. I don't no understand that. Don't understand that. Absolutely nuts. It really is. It, I can't see that them how it benefits them at all as well, because. But again, it's just it just sums sums up them sort of sort of all over. But the, the thing is that, that as Davy said, we have got the people that are running running the game, making decisions. We I believe we're eighth or ninth in the the coefficiency nations table. And we've got countries that are way below us that are doubling the TV deal. And for us to actually get to seventh and sixth in terms of Europe, our European performances have got to be even better than what we've done so far. It's going to be very difficult. I, I feel like we're, we're at a peak at the moment. And if the people running the game can't get a TV deal to, to, to for where we are now, then then they're only going to be one way. And, and, and it needs to change. And we're going to be talking about this in the next two years on the pod unless changes are made from the, the very, very top. Um, but yeah, I, I think, think the, the package, of it, you know, the presentation of it, selling Scottish football, they, they are just rubbish at it because the Cinch deal, I think Tottenham also have Cinch as a sponsor. I know they Cinch sponsor everybody these days. But I think for a patch on Tottenham shirt, they paid uh, considerably more than they did to sponsor the whole of the SPFL. That's the level of it, you know. And and, and Doncaster come back. It then tells come back and says, "This is a good deal, Rangers." You know why? Why do you not? 
why do you not like this? You know, it's as if it's, you know, no Rangers fault. Absolute crazy. It really is. And again, it just comes down to who's, who's running the game. And we'll all have different opinions on, on, the, on the board of late and, and, and decisions that are made, etc. But we're all fully behind them with this TV deal. And I hope that, that they don't sign and agree to it. You know, and I hope they keep keep going and try and get the best deal. For at the end of the day, we're not just looking out for Rangers here. We're looking out for the whole of Scottish football as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, again, we'll continue to be the premier club. But um, I think that's a good time as any to, to to wrap it up. And again, thanks for for all the comments. We've had, we've had a lot tonight. And some really really good points. I know it's not been the most positive of pods looking back on on, on the sort of the season so far and, and and everything that's been going on. But hopefully. Come uh, the next pod, you know, looking at the Hearts game, there'll be a lot more positive positivity there. Um, but first of all, say Colin, th- thanks for for coming on, and um, yeah, looking forward to, to to us getting back playing now. Absolutely, thanks for having me on, Mason. Um, jumping on last minute, thanks to everybody that's watching. If you don't mind, Mason, to catch us indulge. Um, there's uh, going to be an interview dropping on Tuesday morning with David Heard. He's um, a Rangers author and he's just releasing his second book. It's Rangers, the Kings of the League Cup. Um, so his interview will be going out on Tuesday and his book will be available for purchase on Sunday, the 1st of October. I've already had a read of it. It's cracking. It's gone through the 27 League Cup victories we've had since its inception in 1946. So look out for that coming in if you can support a, a good bear and David Heard. But no, other than that, thanks very much for having me on, mate. No, brilliant. I'm really looking forward to that from David Heard. That's great content. And uh, yeah, make sure you look out for the socials for that one when that drops. Uh, David T, thanks for tonight, as always. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. Thanks for everyone for listening. Uh, just one thing that we, we, we never covered yet was the retirement of Lee Wallace and uh, Lewis McLeod. So all the best to them in the retirement. I think Wallace will see it back again in management somewhere or, or coaching anyway. I think he does that already. So that's that. Um, no, thanks for having me and uh, all the best to everybody. Brilliant, Davey, to, to mention that. Completely missed that. My fault, but I, I just agree. Just, you know, all the best to, to both um, Lewis McLeod and Lee Wallace. Good servants to us and... You know, uh, wish them all the best for the future. Uh, thanks, Davey, and, and also thanks, Davey P, for coming on as well. Well, thank you, boys. Listen now, and Lee Wallace, he's got a wee special place in my heart just because uh, he stuck by us when he didn't have to. He had uh, he had choices, and uh, he chose to remain and be, and be our skipper. So, no, and 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 I think the circumstances in which he left the club, you know, I, I didn't think we covered ourselves in glory in that one either. So. Lee Wallace, I, I would shake that man's hand any day of the week. No, but uh, hopefully next week, you know, we've, uh, as you, a re-review of this early, first seven games of the season and our European ventures, you know, uh, sunny days ahead, guys. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah, got to be, got to be positive. And, and Colin, I know yeah. you've already said your prize. Would you just like to, to, to say something there about, about Lee Wallace and, and Lewis McLeod to, to finish up? I've said time and time again um, before, and it's not always been popular, but I think Lee Wallace is a Rangers legend in my eyes. Um, just our lowest point uh, as a club um, in, in football in terms. Davey's right, he had options and he, he sacrificed his career to play for Rangers. There's no other way of getting about it. He could have went on and made a lot more money, played at a much higher level, played more for Scotland, but no. Um, 
for him, he wanted to play his part in the journey, and I'll be forever grateful. I can't speak highly enough for Lee Wallace and also the best of Lewis McLeod as well. Um, real shame um, that he's ended so early, but all the best to both of them in their retirement. Uh, well said, and, and I agree with, with, with every word. And, and as always, thanks, listeners, for, for watching, and, and make sure you look out for, for the next things that are dropping over the next few days. And as always, thanks for watching. We are the people. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.